Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 111. Here we are, Adam Antimaniacs, together again for episode 181, or 111, A Fraction of the Beast. And it's a beautiful day here in Toronto, which I'm not sure what's the point on saying that because you're not listening to this on the same day I'm recording it, but it's beautiful, it's sunny, and I'm feeling optimistic today. I'm feeling good for the first time in a long time. I'm feeling like we're on the upward swing of this pandemic. There's finally a light somewhere at the end of this tunnel, so I'm feeling good about life. And of course, I'm feeling good about today's podcast. We've got some... uh, some cool dudes on the podcast today. Too cool to be hanging out with me, that's for sure. We've got the boys, uh, the trio from Chase Atlantic on the podcast today, bringing some of their unique spice to the Adamantium podcast, as well as a brand new album that came out this past Friday, March 5th, which is called Beauty in Death. And so I jumped on a Zoom call with Christian Anthony, Mitchell Cave, uh, and his brother Clinton Cave uh, joined us partway through as well to discuss the new album, uh, some of the new singles, and some of their past experiences, including that time they were on X Factor Australia. And uh, I really enjoyed the table talk, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with all of you. And before we do that, one thing we like to do here on the Adamantium podcast, or I like to do, is something I like to call the Adamantium Recommend segment. And that is, I recommend five songs, five of my favorite songs by our guest that you could compare to your own favorites. Or if you're new to the artist, then it's uh, five songs that are a good starting point for you to go and check out either before or after the interview. So here are five songs by The Chase Atlantic that I recommend. Always like to start with some new material. So a couple songs off of Beauty and Death. The first song I recommend is called Slide. The second song I recommend is called Empty. And then going back to their debut album, uh, self-titled album, Chase Atlantic, I recommend the song Into It and the song OK. And then going back to their 2015 EP entitled Nostalgia, I recommend the song Friends. And that's it. So if you are a new listener to the Adamantium podcast, maybe you're a Chase Atlantic fan tuning in for the first time today, first of all, thanks so much for choosing to listen to the Adamantium podcast today. And if you love today's episode, which of course you will, I would love for you to hit that subscribe button and tune into the Adamantium podcast again someday. You can also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We're on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, and we're on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Or you can just simply search for the Adamantium. All right, let's do this. Let's jump into uh, episode 111 with our special guest, Chase Atlantic. Thank you again, boys, for taking the time. Go check out Beauty and Death, and we will see you guys next week for another episode. Until then, enjoy your life and be well. Yo. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, we're good. We're holding up. It's a, it's a bit of a lazy day today. The sun's back out, which is nice. It's been pretty chilly, so yeah. nice to get some sun again. Go warm up. California up. chilli or, or real chilli? California, <laughs> yeah, California chilli. Chili. But, um, yeah. well, it's yo. warm here today, and it's two degrees Celsius. <laughs> That's not 
That's not warm. No, no, it's not. But for uh, February in Canada, it's pretty warm. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I grew up in a hot, hot place, and anything below like twenty <laughs> degrees Celsius is cold yeah. for me. Uh, you know what? I I could totally live where you guys live. I'd be I'd be happy with that. Yeah, you guys grew it's up. In, where in Australia did you guys grow up? Uh, Christian grew up in Sydney. Sydney, yeah. And then um, Clint and I uh, grew up in uh, Far North Queensland, like Cairns. Oh, yeah. I've, I've spent time in both of those places. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About, about 10 years ago now, but I uh, loved it over there. It's a better place to be right now, actually. Yeah. Oh, man. We've, we've been trying to get back home for a minute. But yeah. It's, it's yeah. really tough at the moment to get back. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. They're pretty harsh about letting anybody in. Yeah. It's only, good. Yeah. I think 1,500 a week can come in. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that want to go home. Yeah, I, I bet. Saw, I, I bet. saw a flat yesterday direct LA to Sydney for fifteen thousand, I think. Fifteen thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. Yeah. What? Fifteen thousand dollars. That's criminal. Yeah, it's criminal. <laughs> that's criminal. That's for direct though. They're only doing like one. Even month. still, man, that's that's like a ten thousand percent markup. <laughs> nobody, the thing is, nobody's buying it, so the flights just don't happen. Right, right. Yeah, I guess you go pay the money for like the all the expenses yeah. for the flight because you'd be the only one. You'd be the only one on the plane. Yeah, that's mad, man. Well, I mean, you guys got a lot to be excited for right now, anyways. It's uh, new album week going into new album week. Yeah, how many more days? Ooh, week? No, oh, next Friday is it? February's only twenty-eight days, so we're almost done with month. Well, when people hear this, it'll be like now. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, album's up. Yeah, there you go. Album's out. It's broken records and <laughs> platinum already. Platinum, the quickest ever. I can't yeah. believe. There you go. Actually, we'll probably release this uh, like few days, few days after, so the week okay. after it comes out. Yeah, yeah. So, Beauty and Death, third album. Um, I read a little description that uh, you guys said the album speaks to the strength that you found during the darkness and hardships presented in 2020. Can you? Uh, expand a little bit on this everyone's kind of got a different experience of what the last year was kind of like for them so tell me tell me a little bit about your last year and how it you know melded into this album i mean yeah like you said last year was pretty rough for for kind of everyone i think in terms of like um mental health physical health Hmm. uh emotional kind of circumstances that were thrown in with the whole mix it was a very um i think uh a forming year for a lot of people and 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 what kind of take they had on life and it was very very perspective changing i think for a lot of people um it was definitely perspective changing for us uh in particularly um we dealt with some some health issues some some mental health issues like and it's just it's just i feel like even though people don't speak about it, I feel like it did happen to a lot of people during during lockdown. Mm-hmm. Well, whether they they speak about it or not, but it just feels like a very a very general kind of consequence of the virus. Mm-hmm. So we thought rather than kind of letting that get the best of us, we took those those situations and those those emotions and we put them into the form of our music. Mm-hmm. And we, the, we took those real life situations and and the good days we took the we took the wins we took the losses we took the bad days we took all of the emotions and we we put our heart in our sleeve and we just put it all into that 
that that that body of work that we have yeah. out now. The roller coaster of the year. You can definitely hear it throughout the tracks. Mm-hmm. And and you guys even even uh, even to a very literal uh, material sense, you guys had to record the album at home. Um, yeah. You guys built a home studio. So tell me what was that? Was it easier? Yeah. yeah? Was it easy or harder to get motivated when it's at home or? I mean, it's, it's maybe harder to get motivated, especially because there's not really that much inspirational things going on or, mm-hmm. or you know, meeting new people and stories being told. It's just the same. It's yeah, insight and like reflection. But I mean, to, like we started out in bedrooms. So this was mm-hmm. like, this was accredited to, you know, uh, the, how we started. And I think that's what really speaks with us with how still how high quality this album is going to be and how good it sounds mm-hmm. just from, you know, the years of producing in bedrooms prior to making this album. Right, yeah. so it's really has not been that different to us. And we, we adjusted, pretty, yeah. Yeah, adjusted pretty easily to it. And we were like, just, we, did, we never really had a, a second doubt or thought about going back to the studio or we couldn't do it. It was just like, we'll just, yeah, we'll we'll just, just do, do it how we used to do it. Yeah. Because we've yeah, had practice think- in doing that, so we weren't tentative at all. Yeah. Yeah. You think you guys will kind of stick with that even after, or? I mean, every now and then, it depends on what we're doing in life. Right. Like, um, sometimes you're free enough to be able to go to the studio, but like, fortunately for us, like, we can really just make do with, yeah. with whatever situation we're in. I mean, we made the Don't Try This EP on a tour bus. On our ferry. Yeah. And uh, on, like, on, on like actual moving vehicles. So, yeah. I, mean, I think. For a majority of everything, even though we're in a studio, a lot of the instrumentals are all just done at home, done prior to going into the studio. Yeah. And the studio is more for like incorporating like the live elements. Yeah. And like the the vocals. And are you guys mixing it yourself or you have a production team that comes to the house? And- um, yeah, no. So Clinton does a lot of the mixing uh, himself. Uh, recently for this album, we, we brought on one of our friends to uh, help a little bit with the, with the mixing side. His name's Seth. He's a, he's a good friend of ours. Yeah, he's been great. It just add like a little bit of a little bit of finesse on top, and but yeah, basically it's all done by ourselves. Gotcha. He just grabs the already already really good mixes from Clinton and just it makes them even crazier. Yeah, hmm. that's cool, man. And uh, I listened to the tracks that I could listen to now, and I wanted to actually ask you specifically about um, the track that you guys dropped. I think it was about a week ago. Empty. Yeah, yeah. And as I was listening to this song and listening to the lyrics, I was like, man, this is this song's heavy. Like this is, yeah. yeah like this, this almost feels like a, a, a bit of a cry for help almost. And that's I the thing. Yeah. I was thinking this and I was like, is this as, 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 uh, as, as, you know, heavy as I think it is. And I saw on, uh, I was looking through Christian's Twitter and you had even written on your Twitter that, uh, it's kind of the most brutally honest, uh, you had been lyrically. Um, so tell me, tell me the importance of that song and, and why it was important for you to put it out. Um, I think just in general, like the song itself, empty. I mean, it's, it's a song of a few words, but still has a lot of depth to it. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, just the, just the whole phrase, like, I feel empty is a feeling that I feel like bringing it back to what has happened in 2020 is a lot of people have been isolated by themselves. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, and they feel empty. They, they feel like they're missing out on life. They feel like they're missing out on something. Um, so that's kind of homage to that. And then, like I said, I, I, you, you can just kind of, you can tell that a lot of people these days um, are making music for the sake of making music. And 
it's it's very highly appreciate appreciative appreciable. appreciable. <laughs> yeah. It's easy to appreciate, but at the same time, um, it doesn't feel like they're being completely honest. And okay. so we just kind of wanted to put out an honest track. You know what I mean? Like it was something that we were feeling at the time, and and that people and the response. Yeah, but a lot of people can relate to it. Yeah. I mean, there's even strength in those three words. I feel empty. Um, There's a line in the chorus that even says like, mama, what's the reason I feel empty? Yeah. Yeah. Almost out of, you feel like out of your own control and you're, you know, it's like, it's like, I don't even know why I feel like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. It's a question like the the whole question, why do I feel empty? But it never gets answered in the song. So it just, you just yeah, left yeah. feeling like empty kind of. Right. Yeah. Which is, I mean, especially a year ago when we, this all first happens, like, I'm sure how, you know, a lot of us felt. And especially if you're someone living on their own or something like that, it feels out of your own control. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't put words to describe why you feel the way you do. And I think that, um, Rather than trying to give people the answers, we can just tell them that we're also going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that, that, that's the key to r- resolving is is just knowing that you're not we're all in it together, not never alone in the situation. Right. Yeah, the whole world's on pause. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I'm, I'm like, I continuously think about like ten years from now. You know, yeah. if we look when we look back at 2020, is it going to feel like you know? the way we look at the Spanish flu now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. The way I look at the black plague, like, yeah, it's in history, you know, like, yeah. It's probably America's most, probably America's worst epidemic, right? Well, that's, yeah. that's the other thing is, especially when I feel, uh, you know, frustrated and stuff is, is I try, I personally try and think to myself, yeah, 10 years from now, I want to be like, well, in 2020, it was hard, but at least I did the yeah. best. Yeah, we got through it. Yeah, yeah. At least, and at least I did the best I could instead of you know being a part of the problem rather than yeah. yeah. That's that's true, and not like just as long as yeah. If you don't regret twenty twenty, yeah, you you're good to go. Like you can't regret, you can't change it, so you can't regret it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 Brother, how you doing? A little bit late, a little bit hungover, but I'm good. That's okay, man. That's good. Good to hear that you guys are still having a good time over there. My Uh, manager's fault, dude. (laughs) I didn't. I went to sleep at 9.30 last night. Yeah, I was, baby. I was a baby. Too. How you going, man? I'm good. I'm good. Love to meet you. You as well. You as well. And congratulations to you as well on, uh, on the new album coming out. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. So now that actually, now that all three of you are there, last, uh, you know, last weekend you guys performed some of this new material for the first time. So tell me, tell me what it was like to be, well, quote unquote, performing for an audience again. And, and yeah and to perform you know new material for the first time it was like trying to figure it out i was like what the heck are we gonna play <laughs> yeah we, we we just kind of we, we just the thing is like a lot of the parts that um we we had to play and that we worked into the the live stream we'd we'd already played for the track so right we didn't really need to rehearse too much i mean we did we just kind of like went out on a limb and did it but we didn't really have to rehearse too much because we had made the song if that makes sense yeah, yeah. Some of the old ones, though, we definitely, I, I remember halfway through the stream, I was like, yeah, well, what song is this? The lyrics, <laughs> Ozone and stuff, and 23, the lyrics definitely, I was, get, get away from me sometimes. But mm-hmm. I think the biggest challenge is, is the parts between each song, because usually there's like cheering, the cheering feed, and feed, yeah, feeding, feeding off the energy, yeah. but it's just right. a room Dead of, silent. A room of, like, I was just going to say, my next, my next no question. Noise, like, 
Yeah. What's it like performing to cameras rather than people? It's, it's definitely not as fun. When you finish in one clap, it's like, oh, it's quiet. And it's less rewarding, but we're, we're used to it. I mean, we've done it. We've done it right now. Yeah. I mean, you guys were like, you guys were just scratching the surface when it came to touring before all this happened. You'd played some big shows in London and tell me about, some of your favorite gigs or venues that you've hit and, and tell me about some of the ones, like what are some dream venues that you hope to hit one day? Um, I think London, like you said, London was, was, my, was probably one of my favorite shows, but like all the crowds, I mean, basically everywhere, uh, pretty phenomenal. Webster Hall was amazing in New York. Was a yeah. Sick. yeah. Yeah. Mitchell and I's parents actually flew out for that show, and that was like really nice. The first show yeah. they ever saw. Well, since Australia and Chase Langwood didn't before, really yeah. before the flights were fifteen thousand dollars. Huh? <laughs> I know, right? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Fingers crossed, we'll um we'll be touring by the very end of the year. But if not, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Early well, I, I did see you guys have some Brazil dates planned. Yeah, yeah. we're really hoping. We're it really goes hoping ahead, it goes through. But, you know, we're gonna yeah. be safe. Yeah. Have you guys have you guys ever played in South America before? No. no. I've, no. Heard, I've heard the crowds there are wicked. Like the no, band. We really want to do um Lollapalooza in Argentina. That mm-hmm. would be one of the dream venues. That yeah, yeah. amazing. Or Rock and Rio or something in yeah. Brazil. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of dream venues, I think um uh maybe in new york city uh what is it um, madison square garden yeah to arena in london yeah mm-hmm. um, O2, yeah but fingers crossed that on the next tour suncorp depending on suncorp stadium, suncorp stadium. <laughs> any stadium is a fucking dream <laughs> yeah you're right. but i think the next tour we're planning on you know like stepping up the the venues a little bit making them more like you know 1500 plus mm-hmm. um people I think in New York City, we're trying to play the Terminal 5, which is about, you know. Yeah, yeah. I know it. Yeah, it's a good venue. Yeah. yeah. Where did you guys, uh, I think, I think when you were with Warner, I got a press release when you were in, where did you guys play when you were in Toronto? Do you remember? Oh, not when we were with Warner. Velvet, Velvet Underground? <laughs> yeah, probably. Velvet, Velvet. Yeah, that's a sweet venue too. Then we played um, the Opera House. Opera House, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's one I'm worried about. There's a couple of them that are like, re- one, we lost, we lost the mod club. I don't know if you know, we lost the mod club in the pandemic. And right. there's a few other that are like a bit rocky right now. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. And we also played in Toronto the, um, with Lights. The, it was a bigger venue. It oh, was, yeah, that really nice big one. Um, she did two nights there. because Oh, yeah, she's Rebel? Was that the... Was it by the water? No, it wasn't. It was like it wasn't was it Toronto or was it in different? I think it was Toronto because yeah. that's our hometown, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we we it's been a while. That's been a few times. We can't remember the names of all of them. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I do so many venues. We played so many shows. Too many. That that year was like 150 shows. Oh, Danforth Music Hall. Oh, that's my favorite venue, man. Yeah, yes. beautiful venue. Yeah, the acoustics in there are so good. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Great that was, it was a cool venue. We um, like nice like home. But, but being an opening mm-hmm. act is, you know, it's not as fun as the headlining. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's better though because you get to play and then you get to just do nothing. Were you guys? Yeah. Definitely, yeah. it's definitely trade out. Oh, yeah, I drink a beer, put the, put the stuff away, put the kids to bed, and have yeah, a beer. Yeah, when you guys are there, especially if you're the opening act, they only have like one real dressing room there. 
That's oh, really? really? That's very, that, that's, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Lights was great. Oh, she she yeah. let us hang out with her. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I remember doing an interview with an opening artist once, and he was given basically like a closet as his as his uh, dressing room. And we did like been some situations where we're like, okay, we're not going to use the dressing room. We're just going to hang out outside, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've did I've done a podcast in there and it's like literally us in a broom closet, like with a couch that doesn't even come off the ground or like sitting on yeah, the floor or the equipment or like both. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's been all of our interviews that we did in Toronto. Yeah. Are you thinking about so, so when we're um, on, wait, no, yeah. With the yeah, lady yeah. from Montreal. Yeah. Yeah, so when we were, we yeah, played the Opera Montreal. House headline, which was great. We, we, and our, we, we opening act, our opening act was one person when we played the Opera House. It was, was it? It was, it was, uh, was it Lauren? It was yeah, Lauren. Yeah, Lauren. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was good. But when we played the Opera House the first time, it was our first ever tour when we were um, sleeping with sirens. White noise. Yeah, yeah. And there, there, was, there was four full bands and... There was, there was the dressing room was literally like a cupboard again. Over they, 20 people just like closet, in one the room. closet. Way too many dudes, bro. <laughs> Way too many dudes. Well, you guys have come a long way already. Thank yeah, you, we're, 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 we're happy to. What do you guys think when you look back at the footage of you guys on like X Factor or Australia? And- I think, what the I, fuck? Think, I, I think, I think, I think, I try not to think about it, man. No? Oh, yeah, Good I try. I try not to think about it at all. Yeah, I mean, you're going to come from you know. Yeah, we, we're we're kind of always looking like into the, like what are we going to do next kind of thing. Because if you look back, sometimes we're like, dang it. Yeah, because it wasn't really forming for us. It it helped us meet each other. Yeah. In terms of us, uh, Clinton and I meeting Christian, but that and it it taught us what, like what not to do. What, so what music's not about. It didn't really give us a platform. It didn't really give us a. A, a kind of kickstart into the whole music business at all whatsoever and it, and it, if anything know, it was it was, it was if, and yeah. i don't know if this is just an australian thing but it's so like so much politics before you got like mm. the amount of politics that went into all that before we even could get a one song together like i just think oh, really? that we were together for a year and a half and we didn't make one song yeah like, that's just no. not what a band's about yeah yeah so what it's not to be about and be friends and just make music before we actually formed Chase Atlantic. Yeah. So we had yeah. made songs together and then it's like, hey. And we weren't really like that. We weren't that well known at all. Yeah. When we went on the show, like we, we thought we were well known and then the show ends and then everything went back to square, yeah. square one. Back like to, yeah, right. to the restart, hit the restart button. Really? Eh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When did you guys make the move over to LA? Ooh, like 17 yeah in and out since had you started chase atlantic already or yeah yeah, yeah. um we released our first ep dalliance and then um joe and benji somehow heard about it because they were done doing the voice at the time yeah but yeah. i don't know how they such an interesting how, how did they, it was just a, it was such an anomaly that they just like saw uh, they because our music was picking up a little bit it only had like a couple hundred thousand yeah. uh, streams on yeah, Spotify. Yeah. But um, so yeah, for the they, listeners, they, you're they, you're yeah. referring to the Madden brothers from Good Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. So when they so how did how did you guys first come in contact? And they they saw us on Twitter, and then I think Joe sent Clinton a message once, and Clinton sent it to us, but Clinton was like, "I don't think it's real." He was real saucy. He was like being like kind of like really sexual about. It. <laughs> <laughs> no, we started. We just didn't think it was real. I guess at the start, and then yeah, um, yeah. saw the thing on Twitter. 
um, we hit him up and he said, do you want to, do you want to meet up? So yeah. we went and met up with him in Bondi and just, just from the get go, we just like all clicked, obviously them being brothers and these guys being brothers and right. all yeah. us being brothers. We were very like, green back then though. So we were pretty nervous to meet them. So were they, were they kind of crucial in, in kind of learning the business? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they've been definitely our mentors. Yeah. In yeah, a lot of 100%. ways. Yeah. They helped us um, in more ways than just management does. You know what I mean? They're the actual, right. like, they're like, uh, uh, Good yeah, like I'm toys. They're like bigger brothers. Yeah, they're like our older brothers. Yeah. Remember we used to go to the voice and just get smashed yeah. backstage. So weird. <laughs> Shout, out the voice. Shout out the voice. The v, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, guys. Um, I have a, a quick actually question for, for Christian. Um, as a guitarist, you know, because your guys' sound has has kind of grown and changed so much. As a guitarist, have you had to kind of transcend your playing? Have you kind of had to learn new techniques, or did you always have a sound in mind for like I, the sound you have now? There's there's definitely a certain type of Chase Atlantic song where I've got this kind of chord flowy thing that yeah, I go like through. But it's very easy. To, like I can listen to a song and be like, this yeah. doesn't need guitars. Like this doesn't yeah. need it. Well, because he produces as well. Because we all, we all produce, so it's not like when yeah. a song is lacking guitar and then like one of us is missing it you know what i mean like you know we started doing out the roof together and when we're doing that yeah. not at all am i thinking about the guitar yeah. stuff and that's actually where clinton for that one was like oh well i think we should add some guitar things at the end okay so it's really like it's never been a thing where it's like oh man where, where are the guitars go yeah it's not a traditional yeah. band where it's like mm-hmm. we all do a certain thing and then left like it's missing that it's like we didn't get it you know what I mean? Like we all produce, we all There's kind of a sweet freedom in that too. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's liberating because you don't feel stuck in a box. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine like doing this and being with a band and someone being like, I gotta do my yeah, parts, bro. Yeah, it's like, it's not the full like when what's it's up with like these that. electronic beats, man? I want the real drum. Yeah, there's just some songs where you can see it fits and some songs, you know, we try sometimes as well, and it's like, oh, I couldn't really get the guitar chords to sound that good we'd get them on the next yeah. one yeah there's no there's no pressure yeah. of the added no of the added part like there's no um you just you, yeah. sing, you hear it and you're like oh actually i think i could actually maybe do some chords to this one and it's usually the similar just kind of like ambient flowy ones rather than trying to be like a guitar band right yeah, yeah. More to add. that's why the whole like lead singer title i'm like yeah i i don't like the lead singer title like being when people are like oh the lead singer right. of this because yeah we all work so equally mm-hmm. you know what i mean like we all the singing is just something that i mentioned came along with he's not came along with the he, he writes a lot of the lyrics yeah. so he's a big, production he's a big right. part of absolutely if, if right left, Jason be, Manic is kind of it's a unit, like it doesn't it doesn't exist without all three of you. Yeah, it's a yeah. tripod. Yeah, it's a tripod. True. That's very true. You yeah. kick out one leg, the rest falls over. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, man. Uh, <laughs> what's that? No, I'm just I'm being. <laughs> I just think I play guitar too, but it's really not. I I play like all the notes, and I don't know what I'm playing. So no, every I single know. note. I I don't. I'm a golden flute. <laughs> me personally, I'm not a great guitarist. I'll be honest. Hey, you yeah. play play as good as me. Me neither. Christian's actually like I'm really impressed because he always comes up with these chords. I'm like, dude, how do you play more than one note? Like, one <laughs> note? <laughs> it's just it's honestly trial and error. It's like it's I don't know too much technical stuff. It's just like probably this sounds cool, right? Which is kind of amazing to again liberating. Yeah. So not, it's not by the, it's not by the books. It's not by the books. I, I get to say yeah. a, a, a nice reverb on his guitar. And I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my my uh, lockdown purchase was a virtual drum kit. 
Oh, that's pretty fun. Smart it's idea. Wicked, man. It's so wicked. I turned my like spare bedroom into a music room. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, I mean, that's what, if you go to spare bedroom, if it's not a music room, what is it going to be? And the neighbors are thinking, cool. you go to a digital kit, not a real life kit. I'm well, sure. I have a real life kit, but it's at a real life kit. Uh, <laughs> real, real life, real drums. <laughs> yeah, so I do. It's, it's, at, it's in my parents' basement. But I'm I'm in a like a condo now, so you know oh, okay. you're not allowed to bring it with you. A little so. unrealistic, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Or like literally, my agreement with my parents when I was in high school and got the kit was that I played when they weren't home. So <laughs> never get the pads. You just put the pads on the drums, and you just can kind of feel and it. It's it's amazing how they are. Like they're so like you you'd feel you feel like you're playing an acoustic kit now. Yeah. You know, yeah, and the samples they have in it are incredible. Are you, are you talking about like the like a mesh rolling kit or like actually? Yes, it's like, a rolling kit. Yeah, mesh. yeah, yeah. Cool, the mesh. Cool. We have you can you can like yeah. change the electronic drums. You oh, can do like got the real sound and everything. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, you can yeah, add your own snap. You can yeah. add your own samples into it. I, well, and I, that's I, what's I, also amazing I, too. I, it is like I mean, obviously, there's nothing like hitting an acoustic kit but, or acoustic set, but like you know, you basically have 50 different drum kits in front of you rather than the ones. Yeah. Yeah, you can have fun with it. Get creative. You can put yeah. it, record, put it's on the recording stuff too. So, <laughs> yeah. anyways, guys, I think I've already kept you longer than I was supposed to. But, sure, sure. but thank you guys for taking the time. All the best at the album release next week, eh? Thank you, man. And, uh, I hope to see you in Toronto either at the end of this year or next year. I'm just, you will see us eventually. Very soon. That. All right, guys. Take thank care, man. So much. Take it easy. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.